Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Not Your Average Tea Time podcast. I'm your host, Tobaria, joined by the boys, Travis and Kristen. And it's been a while since we put out an episode, guys. I was looking it up this last weekend, and the last episode that we put out was the 2020 NFL Draft Review. And so it's been a minute since we recorded and put something out, so I'm feeling a little nostalgic here and feel like we should get something together more regularly. So this is our first episode back. And... What a day is it, it is to be back on this podcast and talking with you guys because we did see that Christian's boy Julio Jones got to a little bit of a scandal today. He was like, he was on Undisputed. He probably didn't know he was on Undisputed. Uncle Shannon Sharp called him and said, hey, man, are you going to come to the Cowboys? And he said, nah, I want to win, <laughs> which was a savage move by him. But then after that, he said, hey, you can stick around in Atlanta. And he said, no, nah, I'm out of there. So it sounded like he maybe didn't know he was on air. And so that was a big scandal. But Julio Jones is just the first of a couple of guys you're going to talk about whose future is going to be uncertain this offseason. What did you guys think about that story? And we can start with Christian. What do you think Julio Jones is, ends up this offseason? What would be an, your ideal spot for him? Yeah, I mean, you already see guys out there trying to recruit him. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been uh, posting on his Instagram. He posted a picture from the Pro Bowl a couple years back. It's a picture of uh, Michael Irvin, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, and Julio Jones. And I think he commented uh, something along the lines, uh, remember what we talked about. So, uh, you know, maybe there's a reunion out, out already. You got A.J. Green and DeAndre Hopkins there in the desert. Maybe Julio Jones finds his way there. I don't know. I think that will be a little too much. Um, you know, there's only one ball to go around with those three superstar wide receivers. But, um, you know, I said in our group chat, man, I, I'd love to see uh, Julio land in Tennessee. I mean, they lost, the, uh, you know, Corey Davis, his career there in Tennessee, probably overall a little bit of a disappointment. But last year he really did pick it up and he was one of Ryan Tannehill's go-to wide receivers. He went out, got a big payday by your New York Jets, Tabaria. And, uh, you know, now there's a little bit of a void there, a little bit of a hole at wide receiver. They still got A.J. Brown, who, you know, I, I think we all could agree is a legit number one wide receiver. But, I mean, you, you pair him up with a guy like Julio Jones and you get Ryan Tannehill uh, yet another weapon um, to go with, uh, of course, uh, King Henry in the backfield. I mean, um, that, that'll be a scary offense, man. I, I mean, we all know it. <laughs> Stop it. I don't know about King Henry. Yeah, right. yep. going off. Don't even know his first name. First name is King, damn it. <laughs> first name King, last name Loser. But <laughs> Yeah, Tennessee would be a really interesting spot to see him land in. I don't know what that offense is going to look like now that Arthur Smith is gone, but it'll be really interesting to see if they can continue some of that offensive success that they had these last few years. Travis, what do you think? What what would be your ideal landing spot for Julio Jones? You know, like the most. So, as a Bears fan, like I hate to say this, you know, and I want to also cue this when I say this: the best landing spot for Julio, if he wants to win, the Green Bay Packers. There's so many questions, though, man. There are. Yes, if Rodgers is not there, it doesn't matter who you got there. I mean, but if Rodgers comes back, Rodgers and Julio. Amari Rodgers that I got this offseason um, in the draft, and also Devontae Adams would be dynamic and very scary. Um, of course, I don't think that's going to happen because uh, even if Rodgers did come back, the GM is not going to pull that trigger 
history shows, it's not going to happen. So, um, I like what you said about Tennessee, but I think where he'll end up going is probably the Colts. Kind of make that happen. The Colts are on the rise. That'll they got a lot of cast space. Mm-hmm. And I saw somebody on Twitter say that, I think it was Christian's boy, Ben Albright, said uh, the Raiders were also a really interesting choice for Julio Jones to end up. But they said they don't know how they're going to make it work with the cap wise, but it's the Raiders and they usually like to find a way. And of course, there's that rumor, uh, you know, he wants to play with Cam, or, you know, he's always been interested in playing with Cam Newton. Um, you know, right now, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the sport betting books have the Patriots currently as the favorite to land Julio Jones. The Patriots are actually uh, more odds favorite than the uh, Atlanta Falcons are to hold on to him. So I don't know if you read anything into that, but, uh, you know, th- there's a report there that I think like 30 minutes ago, I just seen that, uh, you know, Julio Jones thinks uh, Matt Ryan's arm is starting to like die down or something like that. Yeah. Oh. So, so, I mean, follow that up by saying you want to play with Cam Newton after the year he had last year. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Cam Newton fan, but, I mean, that, that just doesn't really add up. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, I don't see what he's what he sees there, but maybe I thought about this when I thought about him going to the Patriots because I think that was, like, one of the higher betting landing favors to get him. I thought about that Alabama connection, Mac Jones throwing to Julio Jones, Jones to Jones. We got the Joneses brothers out there. The Joneses. <laughs> the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses is there we go. somebody's fancy football name. Yep. I guarantee yep. <laughs> but, yeah, so it'll be really interesting to see where Julio Jones ends up this year. I know there was a report that they were seeking a first-round pick prior to the draft, and that probably explains why nobody uh, took him up on that offer. That probably explains why he's still a Falcon. That action price seemed a little high for a receiver who doesn't play all 16 games. But I don't know. We'll see. Moving on to the next player whose future is very uncertain. Travis, you talked about those Green Bay Packers. And Aaron Rodgers, he did not report for OTAs this week, which it's OTAs. They're quote-unquote voluntary. He's got a new fiancé doing Jeopardy. He's doing all these other things. But he typically shows up for these kind of practices. Travis, do you think that this is – a sign of the fire that we all kind of knew was there from the smoke that Aaron Rodgers is not coming back to Green Bay. Absolutely. I mean, there's been all this talk about Rodgers uh, complaining and crying about what's happening and being a diva. And, you know, <laughs> depending on who you ask, it's like, sure, there may be some truth to that. Um, for me, though, and for, for all Bears fans, I guess I can speak for uh, confidently, we're not complaining. Um, we're happy to see this, uh, and I think this is just showing that Rodgers means business. He's willing to do it, and he knows he still can play at a high level. He has Jeopardy in his back pocket, and he knows that he can go somewhere else. Let's see you, Christian. What are the odds that Rodgers gets traded to a place like Denver, and then they ship Travis's boy Drew Locke to Green Bay to compete with Jordan Love? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it'll, be, it'll have to be Drew Locke and, and then some, you know, obviously draft currency, maybe even a key defensive player, maybe a Bradley Cub. Um, I mean, th- it would be a King's Ransom. And, you know, Denver, uh, you know, obviously they have uh, John Elway still at the helm. He's kind, of, he's kind of taking a step back, though. Got uh, George Payton from uh, the, the Minnesota Vikings, first-year GM now. Um, but, I, you know, I, for me – I mean, I think all this that we're seeing, that we're hearing, I think it is very real, but 
I don't really see Aaron Rodgers having much leverage. I don't see the Green Bay Pack, uh, Packers really moving on from him. Um, he'll have to like sit the year out, or, or you know, take take that route, and maybe he does go host Jeopardy or, or whatever it is. Like you said, normally he is there at OTAs. Um, last season, he took every single starting quarterback snap um, for the Green Bay Packers. You know, you, you hear about guys getting days off, this and that. Aaron Rodgers wasn't the case for him uh, last season. He, he wanted no part of sitting out of any, any practices, any games, nothing like that. Um, you know, and, and we've seen he played at the MVP uh, level brought the team to the NFC championship game. Um, a lot of people thought that they were going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I mean, he still has plenty to, uh, plenty, plenty to prove. He still has plenty of gas in the tank, as we know. And um, especially when you see a 43-year-old quarterback in Tom Brady uh, just win his uh, you know, sixth Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, I, 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 for me, I think what we're hearing is very real, but I just do not see, at least this season, I think this is going to have to carry on even longer than just this one offseason. I just cannot see Aaron Rodgers not playing in Green Bay. But, yeah, he's not at OTAs. He's actually in Hawaii uh, for a wedding, it looks like. There's some uh, pictures, some videos going on around uh, uh, him playing the guitar, singing around, having a good time. So um, much rather be in Hawaii than Green Bay, Wisconsin, no doubt. (laughs) And I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all, but I think that if Denver Broncos can pull off a trade to give up to get Aaron Rodgers and not give up Jerry Judy, then I think that they instantly become in the contender conversation because that defense they have is only getting better. They added Patrick Sertain out of Alabama, the quarterback, with the number nine pick. They get back Von Miller and Bradley Chubb this year. They just the Justin Simmons. They just signed to a nice contract. Who was a big hitter? They brought Kyle Fuller over. Brought Kyle Fuller over. So I think Vic Fangio has Vic Fangio has some pieces to play with, and that defense should look much improved now. So they also signed or traded for Teddy Bridgewater. So now Drew Locke has some legit competition, and so <laughs> <laughs> and I think that they just needed somebody who wasn't going to turn the ball over. And I think that they can. Their plan probably is like what Vic did in Chicago when he had Mitch Trubisky, just play good defense, and then hopefully we can have somebody who can control the ball, don't make turnovers in the worst situations. So it'll be interesting to see who wins that battle out. If Drew Locke can't control his turnover situation, then I think we will see Teddy Bridgewater in there. But Teddy got signed to play, and that'll be one of the many battles that – I think we all going to keep a close eye on when it comes to training camp this year. And, and one more name for the Broncos I want to throw out there, Cortland Sutton coming back from the ACL injury. I mean, before he went down, I mean, I, I thought he was one of the, the you know rising stars in the NFL. I think he's a legit number one receiver. So it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back from injury and then how, of course, Jerry Judy, uh, you know, how, how his play picks up having another legit receiver opposite side of him and not, you know, a, a Tim Patrick or a, a K.J. Hamler, um, you know, at number two. You know, honestly, they have an embarrassment of riches um, to the point where they were going to literally, they were trying to trade Deshaun Hamilton, who is no scrub. Well, they, they cut him. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Well, because of his injury, unfortunately. Right. That's that's really unfortunate. Um, but Dirty it shows, shows what they had. One thing I also <laughs> want to add is um, their defense. I mean, keep in mind all those players you listed, some are newcomers, some are people that were on the team that were injured, but 
the Broncos' defense was not bad despite those missing pieces. Fangio makes it work, so it would be even scarier to imagine what he'll do when his healthy pieces are there. Yeah, and I think we're going to do another podcast episode on this, but the Broncos had one of my favorite drafts. They did a really, really good job in the draft. I think I saw their haul and thought, that is a team that got better. I don't know if it's good enough to beat Patrick Mahomes or um, the god Justin Herbert. <laughs> and I'm not even going to put Derek Carr in a conversation, but uh, he's, he's serviceable. <laughs> but I don't know if they did enough to compete with those teams, but I think they did a good job, and I think they'll be much improved this year. But we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about one last player who could be on the move this offseason, or maybe he won't. We'll see. I'll be right back. All right, and we're back with Not Your Average Tea Time with Tobaria, Christian, and Travis. And so we got one more guy that I want to talk about, and you guys can throw in some extra guys in there after we talk about this one. But it is my guy, Deshaun Watson, who Texans OTAs opened up today as well, and he decided, you know what, I'm not showing up because I still want to be traded. I still deny any wrongdoing in this case I'm fighting, but I still want to be traded regardless. But I think that there's going to be some hesitancy to move him until that case is resolved. I think that there probably has been some talks behind the scene about, okay, what will you give up for Deshaun Watson if his case gets dropped or if something happens and they plea it out or however it shakes out. I think there probably has been some behind the scenes conversations around that to see what they can get from him, but until that's resolved, I think he's going to be a Houston Texan. So, what do you guys think are the odds that he gets traded? And if he gets traded, what's his value now that he's been going through this case with these against these massage therapists? Go ahead, Christian. No, no, I, I just, I, you know, I, kind of the same stance with Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, totally different story, though. I just, I just can't see a team get, you know, willing to take that risk, especially with the allegations that are out there. Um, you have to make sure 100% if you're giving up anything, especially that this guy is clear of any of the wrongdoings that he's being, um, you know, accused of doing. So I think you just have to be patient. You have to wait till, uh, you know, these, uh, these court cases are, uh, you know, take place and you have to know who you're getting. Uh, you, you know the player that you're getting in Deshaun Watson. You, you know the, the the resume is impressive. I mean the you know the, the potential is all there. You know he still a better player than what we've seen. Um, you know th- there's no doubt that he has the ability to be a championship level quarterback. Um, but you have to know the person that you're getting as well. And um, you know how much of a toll is this going to take on him? And you know his uh, you know the, the mental side of things. Um, especially at the quarterback position. I mean, uh, there's just so much that goes into this that I just think it would just be a huge risk for any team uh, to wake up tomorrow and say, you know what, Uh, you know, we we feel pretty good about doing this. Let's go get Deshaun Watson. I think you just have to let it all play out. And um, the only way in doing that is, you know, just just over – you have to wait. It's over time. So, um, no, I I don't think – I think it's just too risky right now, a little too cloudy still. Um, with what's out there, and I, I think uh, Deshaun Watson's going to be a Houston Texan this season. Whether or not he'll play, that's a different story. Uh, it, 
right now it's not really looking like it. He's staying in shape, though. He did drop some uh, workout videos over the weekend. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the Texans are certainly more than prepared to, to move on at least this season without Deshaun Watson. Obviously, they brought in Tyrod Taylor. They used their very first draft pick, which was a second-round pick uh, on the uh, Stanford quarterback. Um, and then they also just uh, brought in uh, – uh, another veteran quarterback, his name escapes me, but I mean, they, they've done their work uh, this offseason on quarterbacks. I mean, they're not very impressive names. Um, you know, one is still unproven in, in the uh, rookie second rounder, uh, Davis uh, Mills, but, uh, you know, so, so I mean, uh, anything can happen there. But um, no, I, I don't think a team takes the, the, the risk right now in trading for Deshaun Watson. And uh, if I had to predict, I think he's going to be sticking with the Houston Texans for a little while now. I just, I just want to add to that. The veteran quarterbacks are as follows. Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Finley, uh, Jeff Driscoll, and they just released another quarterback. They released uh, Finley today. Finley, yep. So that's what we got. And I think the most indicative sign that Deshaun Watson would not be on the roster is that quarterback they drafted, David Mills. It wasn't a second-round pick. It was a third-round pick. Third round, third round. And that was their first pick. Right. The whole draft, they took a quarterback. <laughs> Out of all the other needs they have on that roster, they took a quarterback. So they definitely have their eye toward the future in Houston. And it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. If he gets traded, if he gets released, does he get on the commissioner's exempt list? There's a lot of options there. But, yeah, we got three really high-profile p- players who could be swapping teams here. and. You know, I'm really interested to see what happens in Cleveland. We're going to transition to some other guys I think could be moved or should be moved or where they're going to go this offseason. I wonder what's going to happen with Odell Beckham Jr. If he'll stay in Cleveland, will he get traded this offseason or will he get traded midseason if the Browns struggle? Like, what are they going to do with that contract to him? Because Baker Mayfield last year looked like a totally different player when he wasn't trying to force it to Odell Beckham Jr. So so in order to answer that question, I, I think you kind of just mentioned that. If I was in that position, would I keep Odell? At that point, with that stat, if Baker does shares the wealth and he's you know going to his Baker's dozen, spreading the wealth around, why would I need Odell Beckham? You know, mm-hmm. Odell Beckham would be a luxury to kind of have. But just relying on him, we don't want Baker to kind of have some regression. So, for me, if he's already on the team, um, I would be glad to have him. But, you know. Do you know where I would love to see Odell Beckham get traded to? Where? San Francisco. Oh, my goodness. Trey Lance to Odell Beckham Jr. Hey, Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't left the chat yet. Not yet. (laughs) Rumor has it. There are reports out there that the 49ers have been open with Jimmy Garoppolo that they're okay to move him. They they would move him in a heartbeat if he acts silly. So <laughs> you you go out with one more porn star model, and then we're gonna trade you. We're gonna trade you to uh, the Lions. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo so much as spraying a finger. Yeah. <laughs> he gets traded. We're done with you. But how about you guys? Is there any? other players in the league right now that you think could be moved or any free agents that have yet to sign that you think will be the next domino to fall? Well, you know, just going here and, uh, you know, based off of uh, 
throwing out a Bears player, a- Allen Robinson. Um, not that I think he's going to be moved, but uh, they did franchise tag him. Um, I'm really curious to see how he performs this season, specifically when and if Justin Fields gets on the field. Obviously, uh, the Bears are still, uh, you know, staying packed and, uh, you know, saying uh, Andy Dalton is QB1. But uh, you got to think that by week five, week six, week seven at the latest, maybe near the uh, midway point, Justin Fields is in there, unless they're winning games and Andy Dalton's performing really well. But, um, I don't know, but that, that's obviously a situation I'm keeping an eye on. I mean, Allen Robinson, uh, you know, last season and even uh, early on in this off season, he was not happy at all with uh, the conversations that he and his team, were having, he he and his camp were having with the Chicago Bears about the whole contract issue. He he one day he's even been on the record saying he wants to once he's done being a player, he wants to move into the. Uh, agent side of things and he wants to work on uh getting rid of the franchise tag making that uh, not a thing anymore so um obviously he's not happy with getting that franchise tag he wants a long-term deal um do the bears shock the world and move them uh you know before the season i don't think so but uh you know crazier things have been done um you know they they uh they, they still got darnell mooney they they added some veteran wide receivers um, in the off season, but uh, no doubt, Allen Robinson is still the uh, wide receiver one for the team. But uh, you know that that's a name that stands out for me. His situation, whether he gets traded or not, it's I, I'd say it's unlikely that he gets a deal done here in Chicago. Um, you know, I, I don't see anything else that he needs to uh, prove um, that that you need to see out of him that that you don't already know. But maybe, maybe drafting Justin Fields is uh, a turning point, and, and maybe it starts getting this thing in the right direction. What do you think, Travis? Is there anybody on your radar you think might get moved, or any free agents that might get picked up and go to some place that we didn't necessarily think what they would, or maybe we did think they would go there? You know, there's a guy that everyone seems to forget. He's uh he's he's been a rising superstar very quietly, but he's quite a force. And the guy that comes to mind when I think about this is Daniel Hunter. Mm. That man is literally built was literally built in a lab, and I think he dones a number ninety nine very well. Um, I know that uh, there's been uh, talks about his neck injury, and that's pretty serious, and that could be career ending um, for a lot of players. But he's already talked like you know. Like he wanted to, his contract before uh, the season happened, and uh, of course he's not getting his contract right now because of that. But I think if he plays this season and performs to the expectations that everyone thinks he'll play, he's due for a very big payday. And I just don't know if Minnesota will have it to pay him. And so um, there's that. But also, if he's not really liking Mike Zimmer and what's happening there, then he's going to be the guy who's going to get paid elsewhere. He'll make his mark. Yeah, and I think something to note here with all of these players that we mentioned, especially Rodgers, Watson, Julio, players who are under contract and have to be traded. One thing to note here is that if their trade was going to happen, it will be happening post-June 1st because June 1st is when they can just shift some of the salary cap from this year to next year. So because some of these players are superstars and they have these massive cap hits, then – there's no way they can get traded before then. It might happen. We might hear about the deal, but it'll be a post-June 1 designation. And another thing to note is that 
training camp injury spur action, especially with some of these quarterbacks that we're thinking about getting traded. We think about, we talked about this guy earlier, Teddy Bridgewater. He was cemented as the Vikings starter. Then he had a horrific knee injury in training camp. And I think that forced the Vikings to give up two number ones for Sam Bradford. And Sam Bradford had bad news too. So it was like, you know, trade, trade it tough, one for tough. another. You know, that was a tough one. But, man. Yeah, so my guy that I'm watching out for, and it is a pipe dream. I, I understand this completely when I say this. But I'm looking out for Russell Wilson to get traded to the Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. He put that on his list as destinations he wanted to go. The Raiders. Or what happens if the Saints get off to a horrible start because they put Taysom Hill at quarterback, and then they went 0-4, and they're like, we got to make a move. This roster's not getting any younger. We'll give up the farm to bring Russell Wilson to New Orleans. Can you imagine that offense with Russell Wilson? My God. It, like Those two destinations for Russell Wilson, I think – could just be explosive regardless of what happens you know honestly i gotta say what is it with you and, and the raiders in vegas man i just don't believe in Derek carr and i don't think john gruden does either <laughs> <laughs> you know i think mean, i don't I, i'm just i don't know there, there's there's a part of john gruden that has to believe in Derek carr for him to hold on to him for this long because I thought that they, I did not think that was going to be a, a duo that was going to last very long when John Gruden got hired, and here they are now. What heading into is this year three now, year four for John Gruden and uh, with the Raiders? So I'm surprised it's lasted this long. I mean, I, I thought that the, the Raiders were going to do uh, something crazy a couple years ago and move up and draft uh, Kyler Murray, um, who, who ended up with the Arizona Cardinals. But uh, you know, so, so I, no, this this seems like an a never-ending marriage uh, that the Raiders have here with Gruden and uh, and Derek Carr. <laughs> you mean you mean a committed marriage? Yeah, committed. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't go that far to say committed. Every time any high-profile quarterback becomes available, they're linked to the Raiders. Whether that's Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, uh, insert quarterback here. You know what? I'm looking well, at Jameis Winston though. <laughs> Bumps in the road. Tom Brady, Jameis Winston, those guys were committed, to, uh, or they, they were uh, connected to Chicago as well. And I mean, the, the Bears were they were they were committed to Mitch Trubisky, man. I mean, look at that. I mean, I mean, exactly. That was a mistake with Derek Carr. Don't you know what? Though, and people have their celebrity crushes, right? <laughs> yeah. They talk about <laughs> some people talk about Beyonce or whatever else. Some so you're like talk about Taysom Hill, and I'm like, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> So, before changing gears, uh, one more name I want to throw out there. And, again, I don't think he's going to be moved this year unless they get some, uh, you know, blown away by an offer. But I, I don't really see a team giving up too much for this player either. But um, Kirk Cousins, man. I mean, uh, how about the, the Minnesota Vikings? I mean, everybody um, in their camp, I guess, they, they were ready to pull the trigger on Justin Fields if he fell to them at 14. He did not. The Bears trade up to 11 and draft him, but uh, you know they still go out and draft the quarterback pretty early in the draft. Um, yeah. Travis, what's your boy's name? Texas A&M quarterback. Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond. <laughs> Kellen Mond. <laughs> a, a, a player that, you know, some say is like a watered-down Justin Fields, you know, similar 
um, similar playing styles, but uh, obviously feels uh, the, the more proven quarterback. Uh, but, you know, I thought that was an interesting move. And I know on draft night when we were watching it together and um, I think it was Kyle that, that said, you know, he, he wouldn't be surprised if they took a quarterback, if fields uh, fell to them. And I, I thought it, I thought, no way, you know, I, you know, they're committed to Kirk cousins. That's their guy. Well, I, I was wrong. Um, I, I'm surprised how quickly that got out there that they were going to draft Justin Fields if he fell to them. And then the fact that they took Kellen Mund in the second round, I, I thought spoke volumes as well. Yeah, and the thing is, though, so I, I looked into it, like, why were they so happy to, so trigger-happy to take Kellen Mond in the third round? Like, why did they want to do that so bad? And then I read a story that said, Kirk Cousins has all the leverage as it was on draft night. They had no other quarterback that can compete with him, and he had two years left on his deal. And after those two years was up, he made it pretty clear he wasn't going to sign an extension before that. And so... It doesn't make they can't franchise tag him again because he's been tagged so many times, and so either they're gonna have to pay him ridiculous money, or they're gonna have to let him walk. If they let him walk in two years without any plan at quarterback, then they they're screwed. So I think they were really looking for toward the future when they were thinking about drafting Justin Fields at thirteen. There, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen, fourteen. Yep. They were really thinking about looking at um. Justin Fields, when they were thinking about drafting him at 14, looking toward the future, but that plan didn't work out, obviously, thanks to their their Chicago Bears, their, their favorite. You know, I would add to that, too. I would add that this past year, I think every team in the league got the memo, thanks to, I think, honestly, players like Justin Herbert, who blossomed um, how he was. And teams realized that this engine really can't go without an elite quarterback that can really help propel your team. I think Justin Herbert, like I mentioned, is a perfect example of that. So every every team seemed to be scrambling to find their guy, and I think they realized that after riding the ship with Kirk Cousins and what he brought, I know the offensive line was suspect, but not having anybody to compete against him, Kirk Cousins were, you know, has his moments. I know he was called out a lot by even former teammates. Uh, Robert Griffin III, Christian's guy. Um, third is the word, um, who said that Kirk Cousins doesn't respond to competition. And other players say that, no, it was Stephon Diggs. He said Kirk Cousins could be really good, but he's just lazy. Oh. He has nobody to challenge him. He said that? He said that. Okay. When he was on his way to Buffalo, he said Kirk Cousins is just, he's lazy. He could be so good. See, like, that, I, I could understand that. I, I that I'll believe, but honestly, RG3, I think that's just sour grapes, man. He he beat you out in Washington. You couldn't stay healthy after your phenomenal rookie season. Um, you know, the, the, the fourth-round pick beat out the first-round pick, number two overall, that they traded uh, a ton for. Um, and I think that's just sour grapes on RG3's part. But Stefan Diggs, I'll listen to. Stefan Diggs, I believe you. Stefan Diggs, you're a boss. And, uh, you know, you, you think what he did in Buffalo this past season. What, what do you got to say, Tabari? We need Kirk Cousins versus Stefan Diggs on the next Triller fight card. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Cousins got to run that fade now, man. Yeah, I'll pay for that one. He got to win yeah. you want Stefan Diggs. He said he lazy. <laughs> I want to add to this, too, though. Like, Kirk Cousins, his days are numbered this season. And I don't even know if this is even a bold prediction, but I think Kirk Cousins gets pulled this year. Kellen Mond will show the league that he's not just his average quarterback. Now, 
I want to caution and say I don't think he's going to be like this Justin Herbert elite quarterback, but he's going to no. bring some excitement to the team that is going to really make someone like Justin just Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen like ball and shine. He's going to propel this team. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how things shake out in Minnesota there, but we're going to wrap this episode up. We talked a lot about some different free agents and quarterbacks and wide receivers that aren't free agents, but they're going to get moved here pretty shortly or may not get moved here pretty shortly. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see this offseason is sizzling hot. As they say, there is no NFL offseason. There's something always happening. So thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Not Your Average Tea Time. I'm your host, Tabaria. We had Travis and Christian on the show, and we're going to do this again. Thanks, guys.